Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to change our lives. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the, the image there from the movie Braveheart. And this morning I want to talk a bit about courage. We've been looking at our spiritual weapons, our spiritual armor, and we've realized that all, all of it, almost all of it has to do with truth. This is our weapon. Now, we don't use it as a weapon against people. We use it as a weapon against false ideas. We tear down the speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10. This is what we want to do. It's not a hammer. It's not something that the Word of God isn't something to beat someone over the head with, but it's something to do surgery in their soul, helping them tear down these wrong beliefs and embrace the truths of God. And I mentioned um, uh, Braveheart because one of my favorite movies on leadership, and in it there's this climactic scene where William Wallace, who's played by um, Mel Gibson, looks at Robert the Bruce, who was the, the rightful leader, the one with the title, the one that people thought had the position. But he wasn't leading he wasn't being courageous. He's being too cautious, too diplomatic, too concerned with keeping everybody happy. And Mel Gibson looks at him, or William Wallace looks at him, and he says, men do not follow titles. They follow courage. And he urged him to be courageous. Now, I wish that were true. I wish that were true. I will say this. It's not always true that men don't follow titles, because often people do, especially fearful people. Because if you don't follow the person who has the title, you can get in trouble. You can get in trouble. It takes courage to stand. If, if that person's not leading properly, if that person's not going the right way, if they're not really guiding as Robert the Bruce was failing to do, well, there could be a cost to not follow that leadership. But real leadership is courageous. This is why Paul, and I think this might be what Paul had in mind, at the end of talking about our spiritual armor and, and about the truth. And remember, with Paul, truth was so important. In Romans, he talked about the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Romans 1.18. Jesus said the truth sets us free. This is so fundamental. If you come here regularly, you hear me repeat this often. Because we are in a battle of truth. Fortunately, in our country, we're not in a physical battle where we're fighting people with weapons and killing each other. In fact, in our country, we usually solve things by debate, by discussion, by interaction. We may solve it as we vote. This is how the people make their, their desires known in our country. We follow it by the truths we live by and that we urge others to live by. But truth is, is where it's at. The devil's a liar, and therefore we have to, in the spiritual battle, the spiritual warfare against him, we come at him with truth. We put on the belt of truth, as it says in Ephesians chapter 6. We gird our loins with truth. We put on the helmet of righteousness so we think right and protect ourselves from false ideas. We shod our feet with the gospel, the preparation of the gospel of peace, which is where the truth of how to be reconciled to God is made known. We take up the shield of faith. 
which means we're believing the word of God. We put on the breastplate of righteousness, which implies that we're, we're accepting and embracing what God says is right and what is, and what is wrong. And then last of all, what we saw yesterday, we take up the sword of the Spirit. We said if we keep the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, if we keep that in a sheath, it does no good. The sword is only good as we take it out and wield it against the false ideas, the false idols, the speculations, the untruths raised up against the knowledge of God in our day and in our age. And so in the midst of all this, it's not easy to do. And so what did Paul pray for at, after and this wasn't really part of the warp, the armor, but after he described the armor, he says this, pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Then proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. This is one of the prayers you can pray for me. This is one of the prayers you can pray for any leader you know, any Christian leader you know, your pastor, maybe if you have a Christian leader at work, your, your CEO, if he's a Christian leader, a Christian leader in a school, a Christian leader in, in any realm or sphere, pray that they might know the truth and speak the truth boldly, boldly. This is with courage. This takes courage to stand up in our day and age. There is this soft tyranny. We're not in, in our country, fortunately, we're not thrown in a gulag or a concentration camp if we don't think rightly, if we don't believe rightly, if we don't say the right things. There are parts of the world where that where that will happen to you, and historically it's happened quite a bit. Fortunately, in our country, there's freedom of speech. Freedom of thought, we're allowed to do this. We're, we're allowed to, to think and believe. We're allowed to believe in God and speak about him freely. But there is a soft tyranny. And that tyranny means you might be canceled. You might be rejected. You might be marginalized. You might lose your job. You might not get a promotion. You might not get that contract. You might not uh, be accepted into advanced classes in the university. You might have people leave your church. You might be criticized online. You might have negative things said about you. This is sometimes the cost in our country. It's not the gulag. It's not the concentration camp. It's not the rack. The Inquisition the, fortunately, we're not under the Inquisition as it was in in the days, but this silent tyranny, this soft tyranny, this soft Inquisition, and consequently, it takes boldness to speak what's true. It's always been this way. I don't know if you realize that. It's always been this way. Now, as believers here in America, sometimes we have had it a little bit softer, where we've been only maybe had to put up with a little bit of mockery or some people laugh or they kind of chide us or whatever. But, and it's becoming a bit more, the, the implications, the consequences of speaking the truth, of shining the light in a dark world. But that's, that's why Paul says, pray that I'll speak boldly. Pray that I'll speak, pray that I'll be courageous. 
Pray that I'll speak as I ought to, because I'm wanting people to follow me into the kingdom. I'm wanting people to follow me as I follow Jesus. There's never been someone more bold than Jesus Christ. Never been someone speak the truth more faithfully, more courageously than Jesus Christ. And Paul says, as I follow Christ, I want people to follow me. And, and to, for them to follow me, I've got to be an example. And part of that is courage and boldness. And so we need to pray for, we, we need leaders like this. If you're a pastor listening today or a Christian leader in any realm, I, I, I pray you'll be bold. I'll pray you'll speak up courageously. Understand you may get in some hot water for doing it. You may get criticized for doing it. You may get slandered for doing it. But for everyone who slanders you and criticizes you and cancels you, there'll be a hundred who are glad you do it. Trust me. There'll be a hundred who are glad you do it. No one wants rejection from anybody. But sometimes there's people, if people are looking to you for leadership, then lead. If people are looking to you for, for guidance, then guide. If people are looking for you, for you for an example, be an example. And if you are not that leader, but you are maybe in a congregation, a church, or maybe, again, it's, it's in your school, or maybe it's, it's on a team, or in a neighborhood or wherever it might be, and there's there's others who someone else who is a leader and that you're following or honoring that leadership, and you wish they would be more courageous. Let me encourage you: be be slow to judge them. It's it's difficult. It's difficult. Again, no one wants to be canceled, unloved, marginalized, hated, slandered. No one wants to walk into that. No one says, "Bring it on and lay it on me." Um, Let's be let's understand how difficult this can be for Christian leaders because we love people. See, that's the problem. It's not like we we love ourselves. We love people. No one wants to burn a bridge or close a door or create a potential barrier. No one wants to do that. And sometimes though, that is the cost of speaking the truth. Sometimes that's the cost of speaking out boldly. You, you may lose friends. They may lose friends. They may have people say they no longer respect us. They no longer want to listen to us, share the, the, the truth, share, share, preach to them or whatever we do. And that's hurt, hurt. That's painful. If you're there to serve and you love people and you care about people, it's painful and hurtful for someone to uh, respond to you that way. And so we need to pray for our leaders. This is what Paul, Paul requested, pray I will speak boldly. There's always a cost to speaking the truth. Always. And so we need to pray for our leaders that they would that God would strengthen them, encourage them and they would know we're behind them and encouraging them and asking them, lead us. Speak truth to us. Help us. If you're a Christian leader, I want to encourage you with well I want to challenge you with 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Of course, this is Paul's last words to Timothy. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, 
They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. And they will turn their ears away from the truth, and they will turn aside to myths. But as for you, be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. You want to print, this is one of my life verses, this section. It's what I do on campus. This section has strengthened me many a time when I would, in the flesh, be fearful, timid, not want to speak up. These scriptures and the solemn charge, the strong message, the power that comes forth with, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who's to judge the living and the dead. Someday we'll stand, leaders, brothers and sisters, someday we will stand before him. And he's the, he's, his opinion is the one that counts. Not the person who wants to cancel you or slander you online or speak negatively about you, but what Jesus Christ will say to us. He's the one. He is our Lord. He is our King. He's the one we must please. I encourage you, Christian leaders. It says people, we, 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 we lack, we need the courage because people want to have their ears tickled. They want to turn aside to just accumulate people to speak what they desire to hear. And so I want to ask you, what do you have difficulty saying? None of us have difficulty telling people God loves them. None of us have difficulty telling, telling people Christ died for them. None of us have difficulty telling people, you know, the good things in the New Testament. What are the things you have difficulty telling people? What are the things you're afraid to tell people? Are there things you're even slightly embarrassed to tell people? Be aware, these, are my, these might be the things you're failing to say. In our culture today, there are certain things that if you say them, you're going to get you're going to get negative. You're going to get branded. Maybe, just maybe, those are some of the things where people are just wanting to have their ears tickled and turning aside in their own desires. And as faithful servants of the Lord and ministers of God's word, maybe those are the areas we need to be clear about and give guidance, lest those who just turn aside to their own ear-tickling lead the way. Sadly, in our day, many of the people turning aside just to fulfill their own desires have more courage and are speaking with greater boldness than those of us who preach the Word of God. Again, brothers, leaders, we're, we're really tested in this, not with the nice things of Scripture that everybody wants to hear, we're tested with whether or not we'll speak some of the tough things in Scripture that some people may not want to hear. Father in heaven, I pray you would raise up for us mighty, mighty, courageous leaders. We don't want to just follow titles. We don't want to just follow them because they've... Uh, we, we want to honor those who have the title. Jesus, you told us to do that. Matthew 20, honor those who are seated in the seat of Moses. We want to honor the leaders that you've given us, whether they be in our church, in our family, in our work, in our government, wherever it be. But Father, we pray for Christian leaders, and we pray they'd speak boldly. And we pray for all of us, Lord. Uh, Father, I, I'm just reminded, it takes courage to confront a child. It takes courage to stand faithful at work. It's not just the leaders, it's all of us need courage. It takes courage to be the light in our neighborhood. It takes courage for a student to speak up to a professor. Lord, it takes courage wherever we're at, wherever we're at, 
might you give us boldness. We have the truth, the truth that sets men free. Lord, give us the courage to speak it. Give us the help us know how in a culture that just tells us to be quiet and not bring up religion. Help us to know how to be speaking the truth with boldness, with courage. Oh God, this is our prayer. Raise up courageous leaders. We need them. <clears throat> the church needs them. Our families need them. Our, our children need it. Our students need this. Raise them up, we pray, in Jesus' holy name. And Lord, today I do want to pray for, the, we were asked to pray for this election, this primary in Maryland, how we do pray that the right people would be elected. And Lord, you know, or they'd be, when they're primaries, you know, Lord, two men I know who are running pers- personally know, I pray you'd give them victories, give us godly, courageous leaders. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. And I might add, there in my in, in Maryland, some of you are from Maryland, two, two guys who used to be part of our student group at the University of Maryland, our Christian student group, are running in the primaries this today, and they are courageous men, and they are wise men, and they're, they look around our world, and they're upset about what's happened in our country, and they've stepped up to do something about it, and I pray they'll both win today. We've prayed for them, and we pray they will win. Hey, God bless you. So thanks. So glad to have you along with me today. My name is Tom Short. We're here every day. I hope you will join us. I invite you to join us. To do so, you got to make a commitment. Don't just stop by if the thumbnail goes up on your YouTube page and you like it or somehow you hear about it. If you're here today for the first time, second, third, I encourage you, make a commitment to come back. I'm just asking you to do that. Be here every day or four or five days a week for the next few months and see if your life doesn't change. See if your attitudes don't improve. See if your faith doesn't grow. See if you're not inspired. I bet you will be. Good choices carried out consistently over periods of time make big differences. A good choice is getting the Word of God every day. Do it every day. Do it every day. You'll see your life change. So God bless you. So glad to have you along. Until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you, empower you, fill you with strength, and give you courage that you might speak boldly as you ought to speak. God bless you. Love you all. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.